0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: And good morning, everybody. Hot and steamy one at Wrigley Field yesterday with a very positive result for your Chicago Cubs. Another one expected today. And we are happy to be here uh, halfway just about through the baseball season. Good morning to you. This is Inside the Clubhouse Alongside my good buddy Bruce Levine, I'm Mike Esposito, and uh, big show today for you, Bruce, and uh, lots going on.
3: Good morning, Mike. Yes, it is Inside the Clubhouse. We're here for you uh, every Saturday from 9 until 11, our new hours here on Inside the Clubhouse, presenting you with the best information in the game, the best guests in the name, and all. Interactive phone lines always open to you at 312-644-6767. Text Mike at 67011. By the way, Mike, inside the clubhouse brought to you by summertime is Max and Benny's Restaurant Time. Their deli bakery is the best in the northern suburbs they give you family, best deli, bakery, and dinner experience in Northbrook. Lester Benchlan, welcome you to their restaurant that is famous for not only the best corned beef, pastrami and lox, but the best dinners in the city and suburbs. Max and Benny's dinners from 4 to 9 p.m. Max and Benny's party and meeting rooms handle all get-togethers from 10 to 150 people. Catering is king at Max and Benny's. Ask John at maxandbennys.com. Baking good bakery goods made at max and Benny's include the best desserts and breads in Chicago max and Benny's in Northbrook, 30 minutes from downtown, 30 minutes from the Wisconsin border. Mike, love you some max and com, And you are here. I am here, but you is not here for the Chicago Cubs. Why you
2: is not here. He is, uh, he's in Texas where, uh, yesterday, second opinion
3: and, uh, the news was an impingement in his elbow. Okay. So an impingement in his elbow. We've been uh, watching his progress over the last few weeks. He's been out since May the 23rd. He was put on the DL. His last pitching for the Cubs was May the 20th, uh, in which he went 94 pitches, uh, did pretty well getting through six innings. After that, he went on the DL with what they said was inflammation uh, in the triceps. Triceps. Now we're talking about elbow, okay? Because this is an elbow impingement. Lot, Mike, lots of concern. Uh, so here, the, the initial diagnosis is um, he got a cortisone shot in Dallas, Texas, from his a doctor that he has been with there and used uh, for his. Uh, surgery back in 2015. Uh, Dr. Meister gave him a cortisone shot. He needs to rest three to five days uh, with no activity whatsoever. And then they will consider what is going on with you, Darvish. But what we do know, we can hear a little bit from uh, our good friend Joe Madden. I can tell you that here is uh the cause of an impingement for for uh when a guy has an impingement in his elbow it's a hyper extension or overuse um it's also uh back and elbow pain is what they experience that's what darvish is dealing with uh, normally an mri is also taken we haven't heard about that mike mhm What do they do about it? Uh, Sometimes they use a brace. Uh, This condition can become chronic uh, without proper treatment. Obviously, he's going to get that. It's soft tissue damage. Bone spurs are something that also can develop for him. So the upkeep, uh, keep the arm elevated. Icing, anti-inflammatory drugs are part of the treatment here. Um, Throwing in a correct technique is also suggested. So possibly messing with his um, mechanics. And uh, also, um, this is uh, something that needs to be dealt with as far as uh, treating the soft tissue with massage, stretches, joint um, mobilization, ultrasound, and possibly a brace.
2: And our segment with Dr. Bruce Levine brought to you by the Chicago Wolves, who are making big plans for their 25th anniversary. Get your season tickets now and receive exclusive benefits Visit chicagowolves.com or call one eight hundred. I get all my
3: wolves. info information from Doctor Dan Bernstein.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, then we're in we're on good footing. Uh, Doctor Joe Madden had uh, some thoughts, uh, non medical, and uh, here are some of them from yesterday.
1: I would bet another rehab. I would bet. I don't know that. If I'm just being straight up with you, I would think that that's what would normally occur. Uh, pitched for thought, he's going to pitch again, possibly today. Did not occur. Um, he had hardly even, has hardly even thrown, so there's got to be regression with his arm. So I would say it's almost got to build back up to what we thought he was prior to this happening.
2: So, Joe, uh, thinking that this is not going to be – reading between the lines there, this will not be a short-term thing with Darvish, uh, so the expectation that – I mean, th- there was thought earlier this week that perhaps he could pitch today. Well, that's obviously yeah, – that was,
3: he was going to throw on Friday yeah. aside, and if if it went well – they would have probably thought they'd get about 70 pitches out of him uh, in a a start, uh, you know, this weekend against Minnesota. But now it's basically starting over uh, for Darvish. And what that means is uh, Joe alluded to the fact that uh, he's probably going to have to uh, miss a little while here, and and maybe it could be another month, Mike.
2: Yeah, this hour brought to you by Shambur Kia. When searching for a new Kia, search for com. The other thing Joe talked about, too, is, you know, and we, we've talked about this when John Lester came in and struggled right off the bat. Uh, we've talked about this. When, whenever you get a big free agent, there's that pressure. There's that, you know, you are the big dollar free agent. Joe addressed that a little bit yesterday.
1: I just wanted to go play, go pitch. Um, um, I know uh, we all know he's here under uh, free agent status, whatever, but I wanted to go out and just play and just be you, Darvish, and pitch, and we'll, we'll take it from there. Uh, support him, uh, make sure everything's healthy, support him, and then go play. It's easy uh, to get caught in the trap of expectations. Um, But not a bad thing. Pressure's a good thing. It should bring out the best in you at some point. So um, if we get, as we get to know you better, just to to really channel it in the proper direction, support him properly.
3: And uh, this was Joe's comments prior to the game yesterday, so this was before the information came out uh, about the impingement, which is not the end of the world. This doesn't mean he's having elbow surgery. It doesn't mean he's missing two months. What it means, though, is that he has to have complete rest, Mike, Mm -hmm. for I would say five to seven days. They said three to five. Absolute no, he can't do anything with it other than keep it elevated for five days. You're talking about probably ten days before they even – even if it clears up and he's feeling good after the quarter zone shot uh, before he starts experimenting again. So, uh, you know, if if he's back, my guess, if he's back by August 1st, it's a big plus for the Chicago Cubs. That means that they're going to have two months of a guy that's only thrown eight starts, mm-hmm. should have a fresh, strong arm, and it could be a huge positive. At the, that time, though, not knowing up to the trading deadline, if he's going to be healthy and available and be productive and feeling good enough to sh- to throw every five days the chicago cubs are going to have to go out and look for another starting pitcher
2: well and there was talk of a six man rotation because of how well montgomery's pitched well now you you're getting chatwood back today chatwood will pitch this afternoon Montgomery is obviously staying in that rotation because Darvish is a a TBA. We have no idea when we're going to see him again. So, right, right, you're looking at pitching. I mean, you have
3: your five. Montgomery's there. He's pitched rather well. Yesterday, both him and Berrios, the, the twin starter, both melted on the mound. It was one of the hottest days on record ever at a Wrigley Field, and I can mm-hmm. attest to that, and I didn't have to pitch. <laughs> I just had to sit next to David Schuster, and he had to sit next to me. Well, that's sweaty in and of itself. So that, That's another type of subject, <laughs> but, I, but I can tell you this. Um, Montgomery has been one of their most reliable pitchers. I mean, he, he's been outstanding. He's been second probably to John Lester as far as re- reliability over this past uh, two and a half or three weeks. He, he's he been outstanding. You know, the, the rest of the people, you know, uh, Conten has thrown a, a, a good one here and there. Hendricks is a mystery right now as far as where yep. his stuff has gone. And uh, Chatwood, you know, depending on whether he has the the, the walk gene going on a particular day, uh, he's effective or he's not. So this, this is a team that definitely needs another starting pitcher. I know uh, – Mr Epstein, Mr Hoyer, we're out there looking for bullpen help here, but um I I think the the number one thing they're going to need is to to probably solidify the starting rotation.
2: Cubs fans, what do you want to see the Cubs do with uh, the the latest now that we were just going over on Darvish 3126446767, text us at 67011 and before we get to the phones and we'll do that in a second, our guest today, we have a great show planned for you.
3: That's what you think.
2: That's what I think. I and think I,
3: that, I, People out there are going to have to decide that. I think they're going to be quite pleased. Uh,
2: Jim Bowden, former GM in the in the game, now on MLB.com. Uh, at Jim no, Bowden, no, no. GM. Yeah, MLB, right. MLB TV, he's all right. over MLB media. But Jim Bowden, uh, former GM in the game. We're going to talk trade deadline stuff with him at 9.30. Uh, Paul Molitor, Hall of Famer, Twins manager. And uh, all-around good guy. He will be joining us uh, right after 10 o'clock. And then
3: we hope to talk to the star of yesterday's game for the Chicago Cubs, one of many, but the big one, the Grand Slam that turned the game around. Addison Russell expected to join us at some point on inside the clubhouse as well. You are the star not you but not you why you that's right are the star of this show at 312-644-6767 text 6711 a lot of people don't like to call talk in show uh, talk shows we are here for you providing information hopefully entertainment and uh, the best darn chicago baseball show that can be offered to you right here on the radio.
2: Certainly, the best conversation can be had over the phone. That's what we like to do, is talk to you about your Chicago baseball teams. We will do plenty of socks as well. Uh, John is out in Rolling Meadows. He is first up here on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, John.
4: Hey, guys. How are you?
2: Good. You know, it's going to be interesting because the Brewers aren't going to go anywhere,
4: okay? I, I think they're going to be there for the hall. I think their management team. Has made it clear to their ball to their fan base by picking up Yelich and Kane that they they're they're expecting to make a run this year. So I figure they're going to be looking for a pitcher. The Cubs obviously have to go out and look for something. But when you look at the two farm systems and teams are looking for for guys that can come up and play this year or next when they're giving up a pitcher. Milwaukee's got more to offer as far as their farm system goes. And and the Cubs are not willing to give up people on their roster.
3: Well, they're going to have to. You know, if
4: they don't have
1: to. Yeah,
3: they're going to have to if they're going to get something really good. If if you're going to go and get a marginal fifth starter to fill in, you know, I think they can get them for some minor league people. But if you're talking about getting a top-flight guy like Hamels from – Uh, Texas. Yeah. Someone like that. Yeah. Well then, then Milwaukee, you're right. Milwaukee might, may have the lead as far as the proper prospects we've heard. And thanks for your call. Really, really good stuff. Appreciate it. Uh, Mike, you you see see already, you know, they missed out on Herrera uh, for the bullpen. I'm not saying they were going to give up a lot for him, but uh, that's the type of guy at the back end of the bullpen that could have helped solidify everything along with Morrow and shut everything down. Uh, You know, he went, he went in a deal, you know that <clears throat> that occurred about ten days ago. You know you hear varying things about Herrera, but one thing you know is that he's a he's a shutdown type guy. Yeah. So uh, those are the type of guys they're looking at. Brad Hand of uh, San Diego is another back of the bullpen guy. But you that's know, going to cost you re- realistically. The Cubs have good young players in their system. A lot of them are lower levels. If if it's a if it's a team that's tanking right now and is looking for that those type of players. You know, maybe like the Texas Rangers, you can get yourself a guy, but you're not going to get, you're not going to get Hamels for that. What you're going to get is you're going to get a guy like Giovanni Gallardo. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a fifth starter type for, you know, a prospect or two in your minor league. So it's, it's not easy for, um, for Epstein and Hoyer right now because they, they've done a lot of heavy lifting as far as making trades for important players in their system. And, you know, they're just about out of that type of material, yet they're still in the window of adding to try to win another world championship.
2: Yep, and and because of injuries and because of Montgomery being in the starting rotation, and they truly miss C.J. Edwards, you see that now. You're down two relievers. You've gotten great contributions, Bass, Rosario, the guys you've called up from Iowa. You've right. gotten good contributions from them, and you're still... Need- Needing help yeah, out I mean, of that bullpen. You know, there,
3: there's two times a year in Major League Baseball. The, the, the first half where you try to get established that you are a contender and that you can uh, be in the top couple teams in the league. And then that that attrition on a bullpen is horrendous. And then you have to figure out, can my bullpen guys hold out for the second half? And the answer a lot of times is no. Is no. Yep. Especially when you have guys that already have 40 appearances uh, and are on pace to, to pitch in half of the games out of the bullpen. You know, every game is a bullpen game in Major Major League Baseball. There's yep. no complete game. So from that perspective, um, you know, the juggling act is that you're going to need 25 to 30 pitchers to complete a full year of Major League Baseball, and, and most of those guys uh, will be bullpen guys.
2: Let's go out to Wrigleyville talk to Crawley next on Inside the Clubhouse. Hey, Crawley. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Morning. You know, I don't know about it, you know, I don't like you said, I don't know if the Cubs have the pieces to really pull a starter. I, I would rather, you know,
4: if anything, try to focus on getting someone else more bullpen help. Uh you know, I know the ghost of Eddie Butler is making a rehab start somewhere. I think he, is he right. in Iowa. And so, you know, Eddie Butler's kinda of been somebody that's been off the radar and hopefully he can kinda of do something. And if that's the case, I, I still like I said, I think the bullpen's way improved over last year, but still Justin Wilson. Oh, it's
3: been a great bullpen, yeah.
4: You know, Justin Wilson, to me, I still don't have the confidence, and so I would love to get just another bullpen piece and hope that Eddie Butler can kind of solidify, you know, do enough, you know, tread water until Darvish heads back. That would be the way I would go, and then just have a stronger bullpen for the postseason.
3: Well, we talk about, uh, Mike, we talk about the health of you, Darvish, and how that's impacting the rotation. The health of Morrow, who got out out of a jam yesterday with one pitch, Mm -hmm. uh, that's just as important. If he has any more situations... You know who who's your guy at the back end? Who who closes out those games for you? Well,
2: your 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 other guy is still out, yeah. CJ. Right? I mean, right.
3: that's But you know, ideally, with with those two in there, it's a completely different team. I mean, they have just been treading water since both of those guys have been out, and you know, you see the devastation of what occurred in Cincinnati last week uh, with with some of those guys out of your bullpen.
2: Uh, a few texters, Bruce, uh, two separate texters back to back are are asking and pining for a John Lackey return. What were your your thoughts on a on a on a Lackey uh, appearance? Is that out of out of consideration? You, know, he, you he's, think? Uh,
3: you know what? If he's not available, how about Kerry Wood? <laughs> they, I, I, I don't think that uh, I don't think that it's going to happen. <laughs> I think Kerry might be in as good a shape right now as John is. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I you know I, I don't see it. I mean, you, you always like the. You know the bravado of a guy like uh, John Lackey, what mm-hmm. he brought as far as intensity. But uh, you know that that's that's a big reach right now. I, I talked to John Lester about that last week. I said, you know, what, what's your buddy doing? You know, is he? Nah, he's just hanging by the pool, enjoying his family. You know, enjoying the first summer off in his entire life. That screams since he was twelve years old. That
2: screams out of shape, beer belly. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think, think it's going to happen. I, I think. Uh, well, you know what? In our texters and our callers, uh, and actually our guests on yesterday's Molly and Hanley show have another idea for uh, the Chicago Cubs pitching staff. We'll get to that after the break. We'll get to more of your calls. Jim or Naperville, you will be first up, and then more of your calls before we talk to Jim Bowden at the bottom of the hour. It's Inside the Clubhouse here on The Score. And we're back on Inside the Clubhouse. This bottom of the hour brought to you by Campland RV. Are you stuck in traffic? Wish you could get away? Now you can with Campland RV's 57th anniversary sale. Now through the end of June, take advantage of great deals on RVs to help you enjoy the great outdoors. RV. RV buying made easy. Welcome back into your John lackey news headquarters inside the clubhouse, Bruce Levine and Mike Esposito. And I I kid, but the Cubs looking for some pitching uh, with the circumstances as they are Bruce and, uh, John Lackey's name came up. You
3: know, John Smoltz is out there, too. I mean, he's on the senior golf tour. He does everything You were telling on me about that. Uh, the senior golf you know, thing why, is pretty why cool. Why not? I mean, you know, the guy's in great shape. Obviously, he's a 2 sports star these days, so uh, bring him back. No, it's not going to be uh, John Lackey, I don't think. But what we do have is we have a bunch of people that want to get in with us here. Jim Bowden, the uh, GM uh, extraordinaire on MLB Radio, uh, will be joining us at nine thirty, ten o'clock. Paul Mouder, the Hall of Famer and manager of the Twins. Edison Russell expected to join us as well. But you are king on Inside the Clubhouse at 312-644-6767. Mike, let's hit it.
2: Let's hit it in Naperville with Jim on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, Jim.
3: Good
0: morning, guys.
2: Hey,
4: wasn't I can't think
0: of, it. I've been racking my brain. There was a pitcher that they signed in the off season who had Tommy John,
3: who's yeah, in the Drew minors. Right are yep. hoping yeah. that will be ready by August. They're still, they still have hope. You know, uh, he is a, uh, a guy that they signed for two years. Mike Uh, had Tommy John. They expected him back. Uh, Hopefully everything going well by August. Uh, He threw a side session about two weeks ago, looked very good. And I I think there's still a good chance that he might be ready.
2: Thanks for that, Jim. Yeah. Drew Smiley is an interesting name. And you remember, you know, a few years ago, they they pulled the random Trevor Cahill's out of the woods, and Fernando Rodney was sky pointing and arrow slinging right. uh, for a while. I mean, they, they these bullpen pieces.
3: I mean, swirl you know, these around. guys are they're smart guys. They they think ahead to the exact time yep. where the attrition and the wear and tear in the team and the obvious injuries occur to your bullpen or rotation, and then. You know, Drew Smiley might be the guy, might be the answer in another month.
2: And another name, and we'll get back to this after Jim Bowden. James Shields has come up several times recently in relation oh, to we'll the get, trade market. We'll get,
3: we'll get back with Jim uh, with and his opinion on it as Absolutely.
2: Well. Let's get uh, to Ron. It says, Ron, you're at the Chicagoland Speedway. Is that accurate?
3: That is accurate. All right, uh, cool. Big redneck NASCAR fan, but... I, speaking of
0: James Shields, I think it would make sense for the Cubs to trade for Shields and try to get Nate Jones. You're not going to have to give up a lot. Jones has been pretty good for the Sox. That gives you another bullpen arm at the back. Yeah, he's then been you injured, get and not have to give up a lot.
3: Yeah, Nate's been injured uh, lately, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, is not not available right now. But uh, those are good names. Uh, I'm a I'm a Soria's big
2: maybe. Is he Soria
3: is the guy that will go somewhere else, and he's had I think eight or nine appearances in a row without giving up a run yep um i'm a big james shields guy uh as far as makeup and the way that he goes about his game yeah it's not as much stuff as it it is guts that he pitches with and intelligence um you know in big games and warm weather he's going to give up some long balls here or there but he's able to pitch through it most of the time
2: easy i mean if you're looking and we mentioned it every game is a game you're looking for a guy to give you five innings I think James Shields could do that. This segment uh, and this discussion of James Shields, it's brought to you by Northwestern Football. Coach Fitz and the Wildcats host Michigan, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Illinois, and more this fall at Ryan Field. Season and single game tickets are on sale at nusports.com. And uh, that trade market is going to be heating up here. Uh, we're, we're nearly into July, Bruce. And Well, uh,
3: you know what, Mike? Uh, I think this is uh, this and the winter meetings are the – most exciting time of the year where uh, you as a baseball fan, you and your friends, uh, you know, you can listen to our show, you can listen to other people's shows talk about who is going to get traded to where, how are they going to solidify the teams. And uh, honestly, um, to me, uh, month of July is is pretty exciting, especially when you have a team like the Chicago Cubs who are uh, ready to uh, go for their fourth straight uh, deep playoff run.
2: And bringing that all back home, we're glad to bring our our next special guest onto the air, Bruce.
3: He is everything uh, GM baseball on Sirius XM. When you listen to the Major League Baseball Station, Major League Baseball Fantasy, Uh, Jim Bowden is the man and he is our guest on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Bruce and Mike. Nice to be with you again. Yeah, um, you know, this, I was talking to Mike about this is my favorite time of the year. And I think it's yours, too, because this is a time where you, with you and all your contacts and the 30 general managers and the assistants and the scouts that you know can really shine uh, about what's going on right now. And let's let's focus on the Chicago teams. Uh, the Chicago White Sox appear to have a, a piece or two that might interest other people, yet uh, a reinvented James Shields doesn't excite an awful lot of people. I think, uh, Jimmy, he's somebody you have to watch consistently to, to have a feel for who he is now.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I mean, i be honest with you. With the teams I've talked to, I've not found anyone that has targeted James Shields in a trade um but certainly, you know the one thing I learned over the years is things can change, and when you get down the stretch uh teams are looking at everybody with complete open minds and you know, as you point out, the one thing that James Shields can do is at least keep you in a game so if you're a contending team looking for a backer rotation type of starter, certainly Shields is one of those guys the name will be there, but as you know, most contending teams. Would prefer to look at the Hamels or the Hap, or they'd like to try to target the Grom or Snell or Archer or the kind of pitcher that can help you win October games, not just in the regular season.
2: You can find Jim on Twitter at GM, And Jim Bruce and I were talking earlier in the show, you know, the U Darvish news yesterday, elbow impingement. So he's pushed back probably another month or so. Uh, in your opinion, do the Cubs, are the Cubs better suited going after more bullpen help or another starting pitcher?
0: That's a great question, and I think, obviously, they could go in uh, either direction. Um, Of course, if you can acquire a Brad Hand or a Rasiel Iglesias, they're difference makers. You know, when I look at the Cubs team, I I probably would see if I could get Jay Happ from Toronto. Um, I think Happ would be a perfect fit as... Uh, someone that can be a Game 4 starter, because I would not be counting on Darvish. You know, you can all say that, well, he'll be back at the end of August, and he'll be good in September. Uh, I don't like the smell or the smoke that's around the, the the injuries that are involved with him. So if I'm sitting there in the front office, I'm not counting on him. Uh, I don't know for sure what Chatwood is going to do in the second half. We've got to watch that. I, I prefer Montgomery in the bullpen myself. So, I, you know, I think... You could go either way, of course, but I would tend to try to do both if that's possible. There's a lot of relievers on the market um, besides the big names, you know, like Can and Iglesias. You know, you've got uh, the Miami Marlins have. A bunch of relievers like Beroclaw that have just they haven't given up a run in the month of June. So there's a lot of options out there, and you know, knowing Theo and Jed, they know how to win a World Series. They just did it a couple of years ago. So I think being aggressive, starter and reliever, make the most sense to me.
3: Jim Bowden, uh, you hear him uh, on MLB Radio, the front office Fridays and Sundays. He's all over the place there on the Athletic. Uh, everywhere that baseball is being written about or talked about, Jim Bowden is there with his expertise. Jim, uh, when you you look at uh, the Chicago Cubs and you look at their rotation, let's say without Darvish, and, and you, you see it up and down, and Montgomery's your fifth starter, Chatwood's your fourth, or you know either way, you dice it and slice it. Uh, Hendricks with his struggles, Quintana being Quintana, and then you have John Lester who is. Pitching fabulously all year, does that does that say World Championship rotation to you at this point?
0: Um, potentially, yeah, it does, um, and it does for a lot of reasons. Number one, I worry about uh, you know I worry about competition and who you're going to be facing. So when you get to October. Um, is Strasburg going to be hurt? Is Geo going to be ineffective if you face Washington? Uh, they have a lot of questions, right? I mean, they've right. got Scherzer and four days of rain is what they're hoping for. Hmm. Um, you know, the Phillies are strong at the, at the top of their rotation, first couple. But how will those young kids be throwing when they get up to 180, 200 innings? We don't know yet, right? Um, and so, you know, the Dodgers, you got Kershaw's back. That's a problem, and everyone else seems to be injured there. Um, Brewers sure get Arizona's, Hamels,
3: and are they the favorite? I'm sorry. Brewers get Hamels. Are they the favorite?
0: I like the Cubs, even if Hamels goes to the Brewers. Okay. Um, look, the Brewers can flat out hit. They, they can flat out rake. But you know, you talked about rotations. They got five number three starters, and if you get Hamel, you know, have six number three starters because <laughs> he's not a one or two. I'll, I'll take Lester, Hendricks, and Quintana over the Brewers' rotation.
2: Jim uh, Manny Machado's name's been all over, but really since last winter uh where what do you see uh, as this shapes up where, what do you see as the most likely landing spots for him
0: i think the phillies are the most likely landing spot i've been saying this for a long time i think it's the best fit i think they phillies have the prospects to satisfy baltimore i think there's a lot of drive there uh to get it done they need a bat more than any other team uh that's chasing machado that's the team that needs them you know you put them you put them in that lineup between Herrera and Santana, and all of a sudden that lineup is formidable. And, you know, they've built a nice rotation thanks to development of Zach Eflin. So um, they've got a lot to trade. I don't know if they give up Sanchez, Sixto Sanchez, their top prospect, but they've got enough in their farm system to make a good deal. Now, a lot of the media has said the Dodgers are the favorites, and they're all in. I, I, my intel is not the same as theirs, so, I, you know, I, they could be accurate, but the intel I have, I, I don't see them being as aggressive and willing to trade the prospects that Philadelphia would but certainly they've been out there i think he's a great fit you know with St. Louis i think um uh i don't but i don't think they're going to give up Dakota Hudson and they're not going to have a conversation about Hudson going uh Atlanta's not in from what i understand Cleveland is uh, Cleveland's kind of fascinating because they could do Bieber and Mejia and get them. Mm-hmm. uh so i think that would be fun um you know i wouldn't be surprised if Theo and Jed make one more run at him that that wouldn't surprise me if they had a conversation and and uh tried to get in um and surprise people but at the same time my answer to your question is Philadelphia
3: Jim when you uh when you talk about the Orioles uh I wrote this on 670thescore.com or a website uh, last week who are you dealing with because uh, Dan Duquette certainly is a general manager he's certainly accomplished at what he's done he he had done a terrific job of getting uh, you know teams that were borderline with starting pitching into the playoffs for a couple of years. Uh, he's a lame duck situation. You hear Brady Anderson's name as the heir apparent possibly, but with Mr. Angelos, his health not being very good and not being there uh, in the office, who's running the show? Who pulls the trigger on a team that's always been slow to trade their stars, the Baltimore Orioles?
0: Uh, Peter is the one that's still gonna pull the trigger. His health's a little bit better. He is involved. The the sons are both of his sons are really involved. Um and so Dan Duquette is the guy that's doing the negotiating. Um, but they're doing it in a collaborative approach. So every conversation that takes place with teams, the two sons, Brady Anderson are all in the loop, Buck Show Walter's involved, some behind the scenes. Duquette is the one that's negotiating it. But but, Peter's still there, and Peter is the one that's going to sign off of it from what I can understand, but you know, I think Louie and John Angelos, the two sons are are the two that are going to be sitting in the room with Dan and Brady convincing uh convincing Dad uh, okay, this is the best we can do um, you know one thing to keep in mind about. Uh, the Angelos family, no matter what you think of them, they're really good negotiators. I mean, that, that's one thing they've done really well. They're also very cautious. They're very scared about medicals, and uh, they look at right. risk. But th- but they're grinders when it comes to negotiating. So it won't be an easy trade to make. I don't think it'll be a quick, fast one. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes all the way down to the 31st of July. Yeah,
3: there's there's too many cooks in that kitchen. Uh, a lot and of people, and yeah. they're all, like you said, they're all competent, smart people. There's just so many different levels and layers of that onion to peel off that uh, you know it's it's going to be difficult i feel for dan who's an outstanding baseball man and most likely won't be back there uh after this year i I think he's done a a fabulous job there
0: yeah i agree with you and i think he'll land on his feet people say oh he won't get another job Mm -hmm. i think he will i think you know you look what dan's done his entire career in, in Baltimore, they were, I think he was under 500 just one time, you know, and you're in a really tough division. So, you know, he's done a good job. This is a bad team right now, though, but it's not all his fault. You know, he's not the one that gave Chris Davis that contract. He's not the one that wanted Trumbo. Ownership wanted these first base DH home run types because of Camden Yards, and, and it's just backfired on. They had too many DHs. And when they had a chance to sign Machado three years ago, Um, they didn't do it and and gave money to Davis and Trumbo instead. Now they have to regret it. So they're going to have a lot of work to do to become contenders again. And whether it's Dan or the next person, it's going to be a very difficult job for the next five to seven years getting them back on track.
3: Jim, Mike and I appreciate your time and expertise. I always always listen to you all the time, and it's must-listen to radio, the uh, front office with you and Jim, which is a a fabulous show. But all your work, uh, we appreciate you joining us today.
0: Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Mike. I All appreciate right. it.
3: Jim Bowden of MLB uh, Radio, MLB Everything. I mean, Former he, general manager of the he's team. He's just so well connected and he's such a smart guy. And
2: I apologize. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, no, we'll take a quick break here and then uh, we'll come back with Dr. Brian Cole, who does the great sports medicine show on this station every Saturday from 8 to 9. He's going to fill us in on what an impingement is. To the elbow of Mr. Hugh Darvish.
2: And Paul Molitor at the top of the hour. Big show for you here on Inside the Clubhouse on the score. And we're back on Inside the Clubhouse. Earlier in the show, we heard from Dr. Bruce Levine, noted expert on all elbow and uh, arm issues.
3: But we're going to bring in a real expert now. (laughs) Our good friend, Dr. Brian Cole, who has the great sports medicine show along with Steve Cashel, Every Saturday morning between 8 and 9 o'clock right here on The Score, filling you in on everything you need to know in sports medicine and health maintenance uh, every Saturday. It's a great show, and it's a great lead-in for us. Nice enough to join us today on Inside the Clubhouse to talk a little bit about another injury. Good morning, Dr. Cole.
2: Yep, we're waiting on Dr. Cole. Not here uh, yet, huh? he, he, Zach is getting him on the phone as we speak. Okay,
3: well, that was a great lead-in, wasn't it? It was fantastic. And, and I wonder, can we just tape that and play it again?
2: I think we can. Team doctor for the Chicago Bulls. But we, we need to know what an elbow impingement is. We need to know what we can expect from uh, Hugh Darvish as he gets ready to return. And we are now... We are now joined Dr. by
3: Dr. Brian Cole, who does this such a great show uh, before <laughs> our show every Saturday, sports medicine show, along with Steve Cashel from eight to nine on the score. Good morning, uh, Dr. Cole. How are you?
4: I'm great. Good morning. Yeah, great th- to talk to
3: you. yeah. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. So please fill us in with your expertise on an impingement to the elbow. What exactly is this injury and how does it occur?
4: So uh, I assume you're referring to Darvish. Yes. That was what I, what I saw online, just what's publicly available. Um, You know, so specifically uh, he started out, I think, with the diagnosis of triceps tendonitis. Correct. Yep. And just elbow elbow didn't feel quite right. And then then whenever you have a guy who's had a previous Tommy John, we always get concerned when there are symptoms, but uh, truth be told, his presentation wasn't really consistent with another ligament injury. And and now I think he's had another opinion, and the opinion is that he has elbow impingement. Elbow impingement is a situation that can actually be associated with an old uh, ulnar collateral ligament injury because what happens in, in – we have this condition. I don't want to – I don't overwhelm you with terms, but it's called terminal over ext- – terminal extension overload. So terminal means at the end of follow-through when, during ball release. Extension means when, when the arm is fully straight. And overload means when the l- elbow on the outer side is is loaded – so it could be very easily uh, cross over in, in the same diagnostic area as, as triceps tendonitis, and, there, and we have what we call this impingement, where there's this inflammation uh, along the typically along the back of the elbow joint, not far from where the triceps is. So I think the recommendation might have been uh, for uh, uh, an injection of cortisone or something or other. Is that, is that one of the things that you had yeah. heard?
3: Yes, that that yeah. did take place.
4: Yeah. So that's and that's a great treatment for it. I mean, that's frankly that's our go-to because. If the, if that's the diagnosis, you don't, we don't inject tendons, but you can inject near the joint where there's this, it's when impingement I mean, is exactly as it sounds, right? It's like two two structures are sort of bumping into each other. Yeah, it's the, uh, the
3: humerus of, and the ulnar, right?
4: Yeah, that, yeah. So ulnar. it's probably exactly what I said, you know, based on putting this all together. Yeah, um, when you have any history of ulnar, loosen- ul- uh, ulnar cladal ligament looseness, anything on the inner side of the elbow when there's an injury there, it's also associated with things in the back of the elbow on the outer side. And that's that, quote, impingement. So these often go in parallel. And that doesn't mean the- that the ligament has to be injured. It just means they kind of present together. So this may be the, the-, the last throws of uh, of, per- of persistent nagging discomfort, hopefully. And the-, the the hope is that with an injection and a little bit of relative rest, that this thing can quiet down. I think that's that's generally prudent treatment for it.
3: And then uh, how? Okay, so they said he's got to do absolutely nothing. Keep keeping it iced, raised, maybe possible braised for three to five days. After yeah, that, so that, yeah. After after that, Doctor Cole, um, how quickly do you think uh, somebody like this, for, like that, from your experience, can come back to you know throwing? 60 or 70 pitches and being prepared to, to go back to the major leagues and compete?
4: Uh, it's a great question, it's what's on everyone's mind, and I think there's there's a lot we can't predict.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, it's the right treatment. Uh, the, the the real crux of it is, is that after the injection, we would never allow someone to do any high-level repetitive throwing for at least a couple of days, so you tack on a, a little bit of rest with a brace and uh, inactivity. The hope is that that series of interventions with rice, with rest, you know, rest ice compression and so forth uh, will lead to complete symptom shutdown. And then as they ramp up, you hope that the symptoms don't come back, but it's, it can be, a you know, there's no, I, there's not a lot to, to look at historically to say that this has happened a hundred times and this is what the outcome is going to be. So I'm going to say it's, you know, it's uh, I would call it as we do in the NBA is sort of a day to day thing, you know, Um, I think that um, I I would not want to make any predictions. I'm not pessimistic, but I couldn't tell you that it's a foregone conclusion that you get this injection and five days later you're perfect. Uh, It's going to take, my guess is, it's going to take some ramp-up. So, I mean, if you want, you know, we may want to revisit this again in five days. Hopefully it is a resolved condition uh, for the team's sake and for his sake. Uh, But, you know, I guess I would say it's certainly possible the symptoms could be lingering. And it's also possible that with with throwing the, the number of hits he throws, that there could be an uptick in symptoms again. So we'll keep a close watch on it.
2: Dr. Brian Cole is our guest here on Inside the Clubhouse. We're talking about you Darvish's elbow impingement. And uh Dr. Cole, Darvish has obviously had a history of, of elbow issues. He had the surgery. Um Is this, I mean, Cubs fans are sitting there thinking, boy, we just signed this guy to a six-year deal. Is this something that is going to be a long-term problem? Or do you, do you believe that? I know you just said you can't predict, but... Do you, do you expect this to be a long-term problem for, for a guy like yeah. you, Darvish?
4: Right. So here's, here's the way I would think about it. This is a good way to think about injuries in professional sports. If you have an injury and there's a solution to it, then your anxiety level should go way down. Now That doesn't mean the timing is such that he's getting back you know, obligatorily in five days. But I would right. tell you that if the injection doesn't work, some rest doesn't work, then there are you know, minor surgical procedures that can be done to relieve impingement in the elbow. And I, you know, I don't know what was done at the time of surgery, but sometimes we even do that at the time of almost glidal ligament surgery. When we do a Tommy John. If a person presents with elbow impingement, we may even uh, address it at that time. So it all depends upon, like, we don't do it if it's not present at the time of surgery. But if it is, then we certainly consider it. So, so that's, the, that's a, there is a solution.
3: Is that a minor arthroscopy yes, that would just exactly. remove some, some uh, you know, some maybe some ex- excess uh, soft, soft tissue, tissue. Or, or what would it be?
4: Yeah, so great question. So typically what we do is we do an arthroscopy where we make small holes around the uh, elbow and we go right to the area where the point of maximal tenderness is. And there's typically some very predictable findings, a little bony ridge off the ulna, and that's the, one of the elbow bones, and some inflammation in that area. And you take a, literally, you take a shaver and a burr, and you burr down the edge of the bone and then clean out the soft tissue there and you know there's a recovery that's you know going to be it be probably a couple of months but it's not from a, it's not like an onoclateral ligament where you take a year right it's a, it's, and it's a pretty predictable recovery too so assuming all the other structures around the elbow are intact and functioning normally if that's what it is and it doesn't respond to this initial treatment then that surgical treatment should, should hopefully resolve it so that's why i say there's all kinds of problems if you're going to have a problem in sports you want to have one that can be resolved with something obviously we all love it to be non-surgical but we don't let it linger Uh, Forgive me if there's any background noise. We don't let it uh, linger. Uh, If it doesn't get better, then sometimes we do some further intervention. The good news is that intervention often works.
3: That's the expertise you hear every Saturday, 8 to 9 o'clock, along with Steve Cashel on the sports medicine show that Dr. Cole has right here on The Score, 8 to 9 o'clock every Saturday. Dr. Cole, thanks so much for uh, taking some time out and adding your expertise to our show. Appreciate it.
4: You're welcome. Have a lovely weekend.
3: All right. Great. Dr. Brian Cole filling us in on you, Darvish. Up next, Paul Molitor, the Hall of Famer and now manager of the Minnesota Twins, talks about their series and what's going on in baseball.
2: And we hope to be joined by Addison Russell later on. A big show the hits keep on coming here on Inside the Clubhouse on the Score.
3: We get it. Attention
4: spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.